When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Kevin knows why I'm laughing right now. <laughs> I try to hold it in. I try to hold it in. Like, you're laughing yeah. because we're way off center. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, but Kevin, I, it's my I, fault. I, no, no, it's I not normally fault. I, I saw it beforehand, but I can't fix it on the... Um, you know the preview screen because somebody in chat said we're social distancing it won't show the overlay it won't show the overlays right oh god i got it i got it it. yeah that's really funny yeah Yeah. when i preview the overlays are a video or something i don't know they won't come up Mm. uh, so i can't yeah change it i've i mentioned this recently I'm probably going to mention this again soon. I've prepared for the worst anytime an intro happens to know that whatever is going to come out come out of the other side of that screen might not be what I expect. Mm-hmm. And so I saw yeah. it and yeah. I was like, I can acknowledge this, but I'm just going to I'm just going to trek on that's, because that's, that's what I've been trained more, to that, do. That's the professional thing. That's that's what I've been trained to do. Andy, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic, bless. Um we did a little Hawkeye review that's up on youtube.com/kindoffunny or it will be up uh, fairly soon. So go check that out. Um, I'm ready How to talk it? some video games with you. I haven't seen episode four yet. It's oh, good. it was real good. It oh, was yeah. real good. I was like kind of lukewarm it. on the series, episodes one through two. I think it's just kept getting better and getting better. Um, so yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah. I, I, do you know how many, do they say how many episodes it is? Six. Oh, that's so brief. I don't like that. That feels <laughs> so really brief. short. They're, they're like 40, 40 to 50 <laughs> minutes, so. Yeah, but like they're, we're half, that means, that means we're past halfway already. If you would have told oh, yeah. me, like, is Blessing going to say, oh, that's so short or that's so brief, I would have put no money on brief. <laughs> I don't know, it feels like I like brief it, Bless. Time. You're elevating oh, this fucking so content. brief. Yeah, dude. I've been, <laughs> listen, I bought a thesaurus a little bit ago. I've oh, been okay. through it. Let me no, learn yeah. words. I didn't, I didn't buy a thesaurus. I am on thesaurus.com a lot, though. Yeah. Helps out a lot with the yeah. Blessing show when I realize that I use a lot of the same words over and over again. So i yeah. got to figure out how to uh, create variance in my we vocabulary. Got some- uh, plus, we have we have Another vocal nice ticks. We got vocal ticks. Of course, okay. of course, like we, like, like we all do. Do you not have the the iced coffee this morning? No, no iced coffee. Mm. Uh, because I'll tell you why. I'm probably gonna go back to sleep after this. I'll tell you. That's oh why. man, that's I fun. love that for you. I love that mm-hmm. for you, Andy. Do you know? Do you know what else I love? Video game love? news. Let's talk oh. about today's stories, which include Jason Schreier's report about Halo Infinite, Dr. Dre dropping new music in GTA Online, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show 
Housekeeping for you. P.S. I love you. XOXO is up right now, and it's our breakdown of Project Spartacus. Uh, that's up right now on YouTube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. Uh, and then remember that we're watching along with the Game Awards that is happening tomorrow, Thursday evening, over on Twitch.tv slash games. Andy, what are your hype levels? I've been asking everybody this. I, I don't think I've asked Woo! you this yet. Okay, so not only excited for the reveals, excited for the night. I'm excited mm-hmm. to get on camera. What I want to do, Kevin, don't uh, don't tell Tim this. I want to I want to just show up at his front door and be like, "Hey, I'm here, man." You should, what do you think he'll do? You, first of all, you should wear a suit. That's number one. I don't. Uh, I, you know, I left my dress clothes back at home. I have a tuxedo. If you want to use it, sure. It's green plaid. No. Green plaid. <laughs> don't <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's not disgusting. It's excellent. <laughs> A green off, off, plaid suit. Come on, Where are you? Are you Father clothing. Christmas? That sounds gross. <laughs> honestly, bro. honestly, that's why I bought it. Well, I didn't buy it. That's why I, I chose that one because I was like, I can make this work. And I wore it in a prom. <laughs> and guess what? Everyone told me, "Oh my God, you look so good." Is what they fucking said. So you shut your stupid goddamn fucking I'm, face. I, I'm wondering if you're like maybe you're colorblind and it's not quite green because I because <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest oh with you, God, I have hold a vis- on, I'll get the photo. I have a visceral reaction when I hear green plaid. <laughs> like that doesn't sound like yeah. Two things that should necessarily I, look, I go together. I understand that, but like, I legitimately was like, "Oh, I could use this for Christmas, like fancy Christmas outfits." And I'm Libo in chat says Riddler vibes. <laughs> yeah, same deal. <laughs> same really deal. Funny. Sounds disgusting. So anyway, I see it though. Anyway, yeah, I'm not only very, very excited for possible cool announcements. I'm excited to root for the games that we love, and I love having those sort of on-camera uh, moments where, like, I immediately go back to. Uh, 2017's Game Awards, where I was, I know a couple people were against me and wanting to root for Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey, but I'm like, no, man, Zelda, dude. Fucking come oh, on, yeah. man. Oh, um, yeah, Zelda was the right answer there. So, yeah, yeah, I, I just, I love uh, I love the Game Awards. It's just one of my favorite nights uh, to sort of just celebrate these awesome developers and also munch out, drink some alcohol. Uh, it's going to be yeah. fun. Hell yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see your outfit, Bless. I, I feel like, no, wait, you know, you've been hyping it up enough. <laughs> Kevin just showed the comment. He sure did. Yeah, he what? sure did. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, uh, all my, okay. my cameras. Remember I told you earlier, all my cameras switched. I didn't realize that was a systemic issue. It, I think you're everything. doing it again. You definitely shouldn't show. No, wait. no, no. Oh, that's never the preview. Mind. That's the preview. I, all okay, I showed okay. is OBS and the calendar, so I'm sorry about that. Are, have the, the show start? Are we just talking? <laughs> we might need to edit that out. <laughs> just as a heads up, we're probably going to definitely need to edit that out. But also, like, yeah, I'm excited for you. Uh, I'm excited for the same reasons, Andy. Mm-hmm. One, I'm excited to see the outfits and what people show up in. But then also, I'm excited to like root for the games that I'm very excited about. For you, is there like a game that you're rooting for the rooting for the most tomorrow? I'm uh, much like you. I think I'm rooting for Returnal in the categories that it's in um, because I Hell feel yeah. like I, that is kind of a game of the year to me. I feel like it, it, it should have been there, and that was such a fun game and such a great experience. Um, when it comes to game of the year, you know what? I'm rooting for Tim Schafer. I'm rooting for Tim mm. Schafer and the people at Double Fine. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just going to be a great night. It's going to be a great night, bless Hell yeah. Uh, I'm also rooting for Eternal, of course. Like I that is, I think the more we 
approach game awards in the more like i take a glance at the nom uh what it's nominated for and like the different nominees for the different categories i'm realizing more and more how much i want that game to like get recognition and how much i really i really do love that game i was talking to i think it was barrett about this earlier this week when thinking about my personal game of the year it, it keeps going back and forth between death loop and returnal and i want to find time before we do our kind of funny game of the year to go back and just revisit returnal and re and, and uh rerun some of the runs in returnal and see if i can beat the game again real quick to kind of like re-experience that and put myself in that headspace because like every time i think back to that game i think back to how addicted i was to returnal and like that that at the time felt like a very special game to me in the same way that death loop when that came out was also a very special game and so like for me it's those two kind of battling it out but i can't wait to see what wins game of game of the year best uh direction in all those different categories but You'll have to wait till tomorrow till we get that. Of course, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Watch along with us. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy, Blackjack, and Greg Miller returns to content next month. Nick should quit now. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, Honey, and American Giant, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. The Baker's Dozen. And let's start off with another Halo Infinite story. Story number one. Halo Infinite reportedly once had a vast Zelda-like open world. I'm pulling from Ed Nightingale, which is a very beautiful last name, at Eurogamer. It's a beautiful name. Right? <laughs> Nightingale. Elegant. <laughs> Halo Infinite's single-player campaign was once planned as a vast Zelda-like experience, but this was drastically cut back as part of 343 Industries' plan to reduce the game size by almost two-thirds for its final version. A new Bloomberg report details the rough journey developer 343 Industries took leading up to the release of Halo Infinite this week. The game was originally inspired by Nintendo's series as developers aimed to create an open-world version of Halo. However, a number of issues meant the entire game had to be considerably stripped back. Those issues include staff attrition rates at 343 Industries, conflicting creative decisions, and the developer's game engine, named Faber, being difficult to use, so much so that a move to Unreal was considered for months, according to journalist Jason Schreier. From Faber Schreier, sounds like someone that would uh, sponsor us, bless. Today, we're brought to you by Faber, <laughs> ExpressVPN, and uh, yeah, no, that, that's exactly what that sounds like. Uh, from Schreier, quote, by the summer of 2019, Halo Infinite was in crisis mode. The studio decided to cut almost two-thirds of the entire planned game, leaving managers to instruct some designers to come to the office and do nothing while the studio figured out the next move. Eventually, the game's open world was cut back from a vast Zelda-like experience into something far smaller. It soon became clear to some on the team that, even with the co compromises, getting Halo Infinite into decent shape by the following fall would be impossible. Still, the timing of the release didn't seem up to discussion. Microsoft told 343 that it had, be that it had to be a launch game for the next Xbox, which meant releasing it in November 2020, end quote. The game was also delayed multiple times, with a 2019 multiplayer release and a 2020 campaign release considered. Eventually, Joseph Stadden, lead writer for the first three games, was brought in to, to turn the Halo ship around. Despite Microsoft remaining adamant that Halo Infinite would be a launch game for the new console, Stadden persuaded his boss to let 343 take their time. Quote, here's a list of all the things we could do to make this game excellent, he told them. Quote, here's what, here's what uh, time buys us, end quote. Among the changes were new improvements made to the graphics and roaming marines that follow the player and assist on their journey. Still, Infinite isn't the finished product originally aimed for, with co-op mode and customizable forge set to release next year. Of course, there's more to the Jason Schreier story. We hit all the big details, but of course, Jason Schreier, with this news report, got in his bag, and he has a way longer report over there on Bloomberg, and so I encourage you guys to check that out if you want all the nitty-gritty details. But on that level, Andy, 
what are your takeaways from this? I mean, I think it's uh, what a hero play by Joseph Staten to come in and be like, we absolutely need more time. And can you imagine the panic blessing? You know how it is. You know when that big essay is due at midnight and you're like, I haven't even started it. So, like, I'm kind of screwed right now. And for Xbox to be like, hey, uh, your game is struggling and you're not really working on anything here at the end of 2019. This needs to be a launch game. What the hell do you do in that situation? You beg for more time. And that's, I mean, that's absolutely the right call. I'm I'm not really surprised by any of this, honestly. Like, we knew that there was turmoil. We knew, I felt like every other week we were hearing about another employee that was leaving 343. So, it, it was obvious that there was... That there weren't a lot of great vibes there in 343, and I'm glad that they were able to write the ship. Um, I do, however, just worry how much more this is going to ignite the fan, uh, the fanboys, uh, fanboyism out there of, like, look at that. They shipped another game that wasn't really finished, because so far I've, I've had a lot of fun with Halo Infinite, and um, I'm not completely surprised that things were scaled back. It felt like a necessary move. Yeah, that's the thing is this seems like a necessary move that one seemingly has saved the franchise to some extent and also has really bolstered up the Xbox launch in a in a uh, interesting in, a, in an interesting turn of events. Right. Because Halo Infinite was supposed to come out at the launch of the Xbox Series X. Right. And that was supposed to be the game that was going to sell people at the day of launch. Hey, here's the reason why you should come out and buy an Xbox Series X. If that original version of Halo Infinite came out with the Xbox Series X and it was disappointing, cool. I couldn't think about what that would do for the reputation of halo and then the xbox series x launch halo infinite waiting delaying and going and uh the team over there going hey let's figure out how to polish uh the game graphically let's make this game look at the best that we can make it look and then also let's fix the things that we want to fix right let's fix the roaming ai let's uh put more tlc love and care into um uh, how the game runs how the game controls how the game uh, uh uh moves all that stuff right like let's make it the halo infinite experience that it needs to be in order to get fan in order in order to satisfy fans at launch the fact that they're able to do that now we're sitting at the fall after the launch of the Xbox Series X, looking back and going, wow, this is an incredible fall for Xbox between Halo, Forza, Age of Empires, Psychonauts 2, and everything else that Xbox has to offer, let alone things that are on the horizon for Xbox. Um, it, like this, this delay, I think, is the thing that is going to – that Xbox probably in the future is going to look back at and go, hey, whenever we need to fix a problem, delay it. Like th- that, is, that, that was the best move we could have made here. It's again. It's one of those legacy defining moves. Um, yeah. This that that will this moment will definitely be looked at in the past and and from a lot of different people, not just people in the game, uh, um, people in game development, but just people uh, that talk games like us. This is that's one of those moves that absolutely changes the way that not only your business operates, but the way, but what people think of your business. And yeah, absolutely the right call. Um, I, I would have, I I would like to see that what if universe had they been able to ship everything that they had originally wanted to on time and what that would necessarily change for the, for the, this gigantic Zelda open world. Um, I think that would have been really cool to just sort of see that universe, but what we got is kind of what I was expecting anyway. So I wasn't really, uh, I didn't, I never with my time with the game, I didn't ever feel like underwhelmed in any way. Mm-hmm. So like what else could they have possibly added to this gigantic campaign in order to sort of reach the goals that they were originally wanting and planning for? Yeah. And I think what's funny, too, is that 
regardless of them scaling back from this vast, big Zelda-like open world, upon reviews coming out for campaign, so many people still compared it to yeah. Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? It still got those comparisons. And I think a big part of that is, you know, when you look at Breath of the Wild, that, that game does, I think, a lot of things incredible, but it's big, vast open world is only one of those things. I think a big part of why people love that game is how reactive it is and how, like, in the moment, like, you feel like you have choice and how you're going to tackle any situation. It seems like from reviews and from even playing just the multiplayer so far, Halo has that. And now that campaign is out. I can't wait to jump into campaign and see how that reflects in campaign. Like playing playing that already and reading the reviews has me super excited to actually experience that myself. And so I think that's huge. And then, you know, in the way that Halo Infinite looks back at original Halo and tries to translate what Halo was from the start, from the get-go, into something that is modern and is new, you know, I think also speaks to that. Also speaks to people being like, yeah, no, this reminds me of something that feels new and fresh in the way that when you play something like Breath of the Wild, that feels new and fresh. And so, you know, like <clears throat> being able to scale back and identify, hey, we don't need to be one for one with a Breath of the Wild to understand parts of what makes that experience great and translates parts of what makes that experience great into what makes Halo great. That is how we make a good Halo game. And I think <clears throat> and I think that's a really cool thing. And I'm ex and I'm and I'm glad they're able to seemingly knock it out the park and, and actually um, uh, have a good game at launch. One thousand percent. Now, keeping on the same topic of Xbox, story number two, Phil Spencer believes Connect was one of Xbox's biggest contributions to gaming. Uh, ooh, I got to look up to see who wrote this because I did not copy and paste over the site and I author. agree with Phil Spencer. I miss it. But I do believe this was from Video Games Chronicle, and it was, and it was written by Chris Scolian. The article reads like this. Phil Spencer has said he believes that Connect was one of the key contributions Xbox has made to the games industry in its 20-year history. Speaking in an interview with or uh, in the latest issue of Edge magazine, the head of Xbox was asked what he thought Xbox had contributed to the industry, to which he replied that creating Xbox Live on the original Xbox, then making it standard on every Xbox 360 console, was one of the best examples. However, Spencer then went on to cite the Kinect as the key contribution, an answer that may prove surprising to some given the peripherals less than stellar reputation among Xbox users. Quote, was motion control the way everybody should play every game? I'd say the answer to that is no, in my view, Spencer conceded, before pointing out that the Kinect and its games were still important in changing Xbox's image. Quote, prior to that, it's not like everything was M-rated games, but when we started doing things like Kinect Sports and things from other developers like Double Fine's Happy Action Theater and the dance games, that really opened our eyes to the breadth of what the Xbox could be, end quote. Spencer also notes in the interview that the Kinect was the catalyst for Xbox's future steps in making video games accessible to players with disabilities, citing very heartfelt emails from parents uh, of children who couldn't play games before the Kinect arrived. Quote, I look at the accessibility work that we've done, whether it's the adaptive controller or software work that we've done, and I think you can draw direct lines back to Kinect. Not specifically with the device itself, but just about what a gaming platform can mean to more people. And that's a journey we're still on, end quote. Andy, on the top of the article, you mentioned that you agree. I mean, well, I just mostly agree with because I miss the Connect blessing. I miss mm. the voice controls. And it's still there in a way. It's like tied to my Google Home or whether, whatever the hell is going on there. But the Connect voice controls were a staple in the Cortez household. And by Cortez household, I had a three bedroom apartment with some other friends from college. So it's just my just my bedroom, I guess. The Cortez mansion, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, the Cortez bedroom. Um the um yeah, I mean the, the voice control stuff, I, obviously I say that tongue in cheek because we know that 
the Connect was largely a failure and didn't sort of reach the highs that it was initially promising. Um, we never got to take care of that little boy Milo and see what Milo was up to um, in that Connect world. Um, mm. So that was kind of a bummer because I wanted to be Milo's friend blessing. And unfortunately, we were never, never able to achieve that dream. But he makes a great point. All these lines do connect back to what they were sort of doing back in the day with not necessarily what they were aiming for, I don't think. Like, I, I think this is all sort of one happy accident that they sort of stumbled upon a different way to play a game in a way that people that necessarily aren't able to play games are able to interact with now. So I think this is, yeah, that's lovely. I, he, I think he's dead on with this. Yeah, I think this is a, it's 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 a good, hey, what? how can we look at something that didn't, fulfill the full vision of what we wanted it to be but still had some valuable stuff there and i think these are some really good takeaways from connect right in terms of the ex ex accessibility standpoint of it in terms of like we talk a lot about 2013 xbox and all the things that they got wrong because there's a lot of things i think on the marketing side that they got wrong and some of the implementation that they got wrong as well you know when you're talking about tv and you're talking about drm and like not being able to share games easily and all that stuff right a lot of that stuff they got wrong but i think the heart and vision of a lot of what that xbox is going for was i think living in the future at a time that we weren't necessarily prepared for right they're going heavy on digital they're going heavy on trying to push this kind of ecosystem kind of uh, uh, driven thing and with something like connect right they're going for creating different types of ways to play and you know, in 2013, the execution wasn't all the way there. In 2021, a lot of the execution is finding its way there. Uh, and they're able, they're, they've been able to take a lot of what the groundwork, a lot of the groundwork that was set back then and turn it into something that today is fruitful. And now we're looking at as, wow, Xbox has really good accessibility. Wow, look at what Forza is doing. Wow, look at the, um, the adaptive controller and all these different things that Xbox has. Uh, and we're able to see it for the benefits that it has. 100% blessing. Couldn't agree more. Hell yeah. Let's move on with story number three. Number three, one that speaks to my heart. GTA Online's next big update is featuring Dr. Dre and the return of Franklin. This comes directly from a Rockstar Whoa. press release. Uh, and uh, Kevin, I have a trailer uh, at the top of the article. I can read through the article first, and then we can play the trailer with sound because I do want to uh, hear yeah, a little bit what's going on there. Uh, the article read or the press release reads. We're excited to announce the contract, an all-new GTA Online story featuring the return of GTA 5's Franklin Clinton as you help Franklin and friends set up his fixer agency and land their first big-ticket client, Dr. Dre. Players connect with Franklin, expert hacker Imani, Lamar Davis, and Chop the Dog as they work to track down the... Of course it has to be Chop. As they work to track down the legendary producer's missing phone and the unreleased music it contains in this massive new update. Featuring exclusive brand new tracks from Dr. Dre alongside a heavy hitting lineup of artists as well as uh, uh, as well as first of their kind updates to the radio dial, including an all new radio station and much more debuting December 15th. Like all GTA Online updates, access to the contract is free for all players. And Andy, this sounds cool as hell to me. This sounds like kind of something brand new that we haven't seen from GTA Online in quite a bit. I'll admit, when you first mentioned GTA earlier in the show and teased what we were going to be talking about, my mind, I, I thought you were talking about GTA Trilogy, and I thought Dr. J was possibly putting his music back into the GTA Remastered oh, like, Trilogy. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I was a bit confused by that. But yeah, this is this is kind of neat. Is this the thing that we saw Franklin recording uh, mocap for? What was it, like six oh, years maybe. ago at this point? <laughs> I mean, the, I mean... <laughs> 
like this is the thing that Snoop Dogg kind of leaked, I think, uh, a bit earlier this year. Yeah. Snoop Dogg yeah, yeah. talked about Dr. Dre music making its way into GTA. Or Dr. Dre working on music <clears throat> music for GTA. We all thought it was six. Yeah, people were speculating, <laughs> oh, is it GTA six? And one of the things I mentioned was, hey, GTA Online has updates where they add music. I'm sure they're doing something for GTA Online. And lo and behold, it's something for GTA Online. The thing that I like, though, the thing that makes this really interesting and cool, even though I'm sure some people, I'm sure a large group of people actually are probably going to take issue with this, the idea that Dr. Dre doesn't drop music that often. His Compton, al Compton album was six years ago, I want to say. It's been six years since Dr. Dre has really dropped music. And he's, he's been finally dropping. He's been missing, he's been missing his phone. Yeah, and he's yeah. finally dropping new music in GTA Online. And it takes the form of, yeah, you have to do these online missions in order to like find his phone and unlock the music. I, as somebody who plays GTA Online and listens to Dr. Dre, I'm fucking in. I'm like totally <laughs> sold on this. I couldn't be more excited for this. I'm You're in. living the metaverse. Buddy. I'm living the metaverse. But like, I'm sure plenty of people are like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and for that, I'm sure the ripped versions of the song are gonna appear on YouTube sooner than later after this update comes out. Kevin, if you can play the trailer real quick so we can check it out. Hey, what's cracking? Mm -hmm. yeah, there's Franklin with the beard. I'm the manager. <laughs> I'm a hustler that made it. Now I work with rich folk who got rich folk problems. And they don't know how to deal with it. And also, hey, this man. being big story, a big story expansion is really exciting. Because usually GTA Online is just like mission and stuff. Wow, it looks great. Yeah. But I'm always trying to do Like, they got Dr. Dre and Anderson Pock in here. He said the thing. Make me reminisce upon. I remember me and Dolph. I liked it. Dickie's on. What was that in 93? You probably wasn't even born. Dre, I think you need to I guess it can't be DMC if the music is not I'm Lamar <laughs> Davis. I'm sure my colleagues have told you about me. Weed through the weed smoke trees when my seeds grow. Like, we are, we're hearing a new track right now by Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg and Anderson Pac. And it's exclusively in GTA Online. That's fucking crazy. Do you think we're ever going to get that with... Uh, do you think we're ever going to get the... Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm already blanking on it. The one that the Pharma Bro bought. The Pharma Robot. The the Pharma the Pharma Bro, the oh. one that he bought. That Dr. Dre, wait, wait, what are you no, talking about? No, he, he bought the album that was from oh, Chad. Oh, uh, yes, right yes. The, Martin Shkreli. Martin Shkreli, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they took it back, though, right? Yeah, I think they got, I think it got confiscated because he got arrested the, the FBI has it. Do you ever think we're going to get it in GTA? I think we'll, we'll think, probably but, see it next. I think that the, the Wu-Tang. <laughs> that was Wu-Tang. Yeah, oh, Wu-Tang got it a, back? Yeah, I think they well, had a clause saying that if he ever loses possession of it for whatever reason, they get it back. <laughs> Leaves it on his phone somewhere. I hope we hear that. Because, yeah, that'd be, I mean, that'd be a really funny turn of events if GTA was, was like, yo, let's release it to the world. Let's do it through our game. But, yeah, this is th this whole thing is fascinating. I can't wait to check it out. It, again, it being new story content has me excited because that is, that is more of a rarer occurrence, like getting big story content for GTA and GTA Online. Yeah. Uh, and so I hope it's something that feels substantial and feels feels like something that I can go to other people and go, hey, you haven't played GTA Online in a while, or you just like GTA 5, hey, this story pack right here is where it's at. Like, come check this out. I'm hoping it's one of those. And, and I think uh, on a more important note for me, I think people need to understand that Rockstar has different teams working on different things. And everybody just says, Every, just work on GTA 6. Why are you wasting uh, you know, these developers' times on making something that we don't want anymore? We want GTA 6. Um, 
And I think GTA could very well continue to keep phoning it in. But to do something like this, I think is pretty neat and substantial. We'll see how long the actual campaign is, but mm-hmm. they don't they don't have to do this. They can keep on putting out new, you know, a new heist or a new um, racing mode or a new vehicle. They can continue to keep putting out smaller updates like that that eventually will disappoint the fan base that wants GTA 6. But I think this is pretty neat that we're actually getting some extra story content with Franklin. When was the last time we saw Franklin in a story update? I think it was the uh, single player. I don't think Franklin's appeared in an really? online update. Yeah, I, I believe this is the first time. Um, and so, yeah, that's super exciting. I, I, I want to say Trevor has before and like Lamar has for sure. Um, but this yeah. is the first time we're seeing Franklin since the actual single player single player campaign. And so that's huge. The doctor, like Dr. Dre, <laughs> Anderson Pac being in the game. That's huge. Um, and yeah, I'm right there with you that they're supporting it well, which is the thing that you want, right? They're giving us content updates that matter and have actual like you know like have have an actual hook to them that make that make me excited and make people that might have not been in online in a while see it and maybe get excited for it as well and just because they're making gta online content doesn't mean that they're not working on gta 6 right like Mm -hmm. on on just a business view sense you got to understand that gta online is huge there are millions of people that are still playing gta online that are invested in it of course they're going to support this thing but of course they're also working on the next thing because they're very aware that once gta 6 hits that's going to be a huge phenomenon as well and i'm sure i'm like 100 percent sure that they are not wanting to be tethered to gta online gta 5 online forever because that is a game that came out in 2013 on the PS3 and Xbox 360. And there's they, they got to level it up soon because, like, I, going back to it in 2021, even though I have fun with it, there are so many elements of that game that's, that feel janky, that feel held back by time, that feel like they're rooted in PS3 design. And even when the game comes to PS5 and Xbox Series X, I'm hoping that some of those things get ironed out. But I think t- to some extent you can't iron everything out because it is just rooted in really old um uh, in a really old system and like really old hardware and so you're gonna get gta 6 hopefully sooner than later but we'll see about that remember you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by DoorDash. There's no denying it, it's officially the holiday season. And after all that Thanksgiving cooking you just did, plus the cooking you're about to do for whatever other holiday you celebrate, you're probably not going to want to add tonight's dinner to that to-do list. So let DoorDash take care of it. You can also get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. I love DoorDash. We use it constantly. And it is such an easy thing to, to use for me and Gia when we're just trying to hang out, watch something, keep it simple for the night. Next thing you know, food's being delivered. It's safe, it's secure, and we are no longer hungry. For a limited time, you guys can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021. Don't forget, that's code G-A-M-E-S-2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Next up, shout out to Honey. It's gift-giving season, and you have no excuse to buy everyone you love the worst, cheapest gifts imaginable. Why? 
because Honey is about to save you tons of money when you shop online. Honey is your personal online shopping assistant. It scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. It's so easy to use. Everyone should be doing it. I've been using it for years. I've saved literally thousands of dollars, both for me and for Kind of Funny, using Honey. You install it once. You never need to think about it again. It's just saving you money. If you don't already have Honey, you can be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free, installs in just a few seconds, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. And finally, shout out to American Giant. If there's one good thing that came out of the mess that 2020 and 2021 have been, it's that people have started to prioritize comfort over style. You know what I'm talking about. But with American Giant's obsession with quality details, you can be comfy, cozy, and stylish. I love American Giant. I recently got a bomber jacket. Nobody's surprised, but it's this really pretty blue. I've never seen one like it, and I am a big fan. It's super comfy, keeps me warm, just like I like. American Giant is about the journey, not just the destination. They're obsessed with the details from start to finish, so they use the best quality materials and support local manufacturers and workers, which is always great. Slate called their hoodie the greatest hoodie ever made so find out why explore american giants collection of durable essentials at american-giant.com and you can get 20 percent off when you use code kfgd at checkout that's 20 percent off at american-giant.com promo code kfgd american-giant.com promo code kfgd Story number four, an exciting one. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League is going to be at the Game Awards. This is tweeted out uh, this morning by at Sefton Hill on Twitter. Me and the at Rocksteady Game Squad are getting ready to dive into hashtag the Game Awards. Can't wait to share the mayhem with you all. Good luck. And he shares a gif of Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. What I and it looks like what I assume is going to transition into some gameplay. It looks like they're about to get into like actual some some kind of like gameplay breakdown or gameplay trailers or some shit, which I'm hyped about. You know, it's been a few months since uh, uh, DC Fandom. I believe that was where we got the the um, previous Suicide Squad reveal. I'm excited to actually see some see some gameplay. At least, fingers crossed that we see some gameplay. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think we will. I think I I feel like it was two three years ago at this point that we thought we were going to get something from whatever game that Rocksteady was working on, and I just feel like that that date has been pushed out further and further. But yeah, with the recent Fandoms, uh, I do think we will see. Not an extended demo, because that's not really what the Game Awards is for, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But I think we will see some pretty cool moment-to-moment action. Yeah. What are your hype levels for for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League? Not as high as they are for uh, Arkham... Gotham Knights? Gotham Knights, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm more excited for. I'm more excited to sort of customize whatever character I'm going to be in that game. Um but still high enough to where obviously we know what Rocksteady can do. We know they can build a really impressive game. So it's still high enough knowing that a a really a top tier developer is making another video game. So it's kind of like one of those things where I'm not interested in that genre of movie, but Christopher Nolan's making it, so I'll go watch it. It's sort of one of those mm. things, you know. I think Rocksteady obviously knows what the hell they're doing, even though blessing, I've never really played any Arkham games, dude. Oh, you haven't? What? Dude, yeah. I think you would like them. I think you would like them. Like, never, I'll, really, I'll, never really have. Batman yeah. Arkham Asylum is my favorite, and I know, like, I think City is Barrett's favorite. And yeah, I, I watched all favorite. of Barrett's videos, and I was just like, mm-hmm, agreed. And it's just like I pretended I played it. You, you like, know? like you, you like Metroidvania type games, right? I love them. Because like Batman Arkham Asylum is basically a Metroidvania. 
like a third person action metroidvania where you are in a in a um like a condensed space and you're like going through different paths and you're you're you backtrack quite a bit and you unlock the new abilities and get like it has that kind of formula to it and i love arkham asylum for the level design and the world design even though city city for an open world is also really good as well like both of them do things that are super special and of course like batman arkham knight is also open world really good too but they strike me as like indie games like good story good action you know like good like exploration it has all those, all those stuff, all the things I would think Andy would like. I'll take the recommendation from you, and we'll do the thing where like we'll yeah. act like I'll be like Barrett. Have you, ch- have you checked out these Batman games? They're pretty no, good. Yeah, Les told me about these games. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, but I I definitely hear what you're saying in in terms of the excitement for Gotham Knights, even over Suicide Squad. It's funny and weird because you know Rocksteady is the more I would say prominent developer between the more two. More prestige, yeah. yeah, yeah. Between between Rocksteady and W Game WB Games Montreal. And that's what I'm actually very curious about when it comes to this reveal at the Game Awards. Assuming that it is gameplay, I think this is their moment to sell us on, hey, this is the Rocksteady that you know and love. Like, this is the Rocksteady that brings bangers. And yeah, it being this four-player game that uh, gives us, I think, games as a service like Marvel's Avengers kind of vibes just from the pure description of it. I think that's the thing that turns a lot of us off. But you know, it coming from Rocksteady makes me hope that it doesn't lean all the way into those things. I hope it is more of a, hey, no, this is, it is, you know, gameplay polish. It is the action that you know and love. It is, you know, a really fun game with a really good story. And there is a big focus on narrative. I'm hoping for all those things. I'm hoping that it is the, the, the parts of the Marvel's Avengers game, like the single player parts of the Marvel's Avengers game that we really love, but just done to an even greater degree without all the, the all the multiplayer stuff holding it back. Like that would be I'll- my dream scenario. Although in my mind, I've already seen King Shark in his prime with James Gunn's Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and yeah, so like that. I feel that I, I'm worried. What we you know, what anything other than that is going to be lesser than you know Stallone killed it. Yeah, it was Stallone, right? I think it yeah, was, which is weird. Yeah, it that was, was Stallone? Stallone. Yeah, it was Stallone. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't have been able to tell. I mean, my my King Shark is of course the homie Ron Funches from oh, the Harley cartoon. Movie show. So yeah. good. Dude, I need to watch that show. Everybody show. says that it's so great. I need to it's see a really good show. Bowling. It really is. Do you watch both seasons? No, I still got to finish season two. I still got to finish season two. Season they one was, my, was really my hard on season two. Before That's I do I that, I got to finish Arcane. All right, everybody. Dude, I, I also got to finish Arcane. I'm sitting at I'm I'm like four five episodes in. I'm a little bit a little bit more than halfway through, and I've hit the problem where I just have too much shit to watch right now, and I keep bounce, bouncing back and forth between a bunch of different things. I watched episodes one through six and I went back home and was like, let me watch this with my nephew. And I, mostly as an excuse to rewatch it on my dad's OLED TV. And holy cow, it's just a different experience than watching on the OLED TV. So I'd actually need to finish the damn thing because I've seen episodes one through six twice now. Um, but what a show. What a show. What a show. Very hot show. Uh, let's get back into video game talk with story number five. Sakurai says, don't assume a next smash will come. This is Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Masahiro Sakurai has explained that there are no plans for a sequel to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate right now and says that it will, quote, be best not to assume that there will always be another one, end quote. Even if he did return to the series, the director says a sequel would be unlikely to keep all the current fighters. Speaking to IGN in an email interview, the beloved Smash Bros. director touched on the future of the series and his part in it. Quote, I can't really think about future prospects at the moment, he explained when I asked if, if he planned to direct another Smash Brothers game. Quote, if Nintendo decides they want to make another one and offers me the job, that's when I'd start thinking about it, end quote. 
When asked if he'd like to make a different game for before potentially returning to the series, as he did with Kid Icarus Uprising between Smash Brothers Brawl and 3D and 3DS slash Wii U, he makes very clear that returning to the series is not a foregone conclusion. Quote, when you say returning to the series, it makes it sound like there is going to be another Super Smash Brothers title, but currently there are no such plans. It will be best not to assume that there will always be another one. Apart from that, I may not necessarily continue with creating more games, as I could potentially go down a different path. As for involvement with the gaming industry, there are various ways to do that. I like to keep an open mind about what I should do and take a look at all the different possibilities. Uh, at the very least, I don't think a new Smash would head in a direction where all the current fighters are kept and the roster continues to expand. I presume that running such a game on a, on a hypothetical new system alone would exceed the game's budget. However, if we try to keep things fresh by shifting to a different genre or greatly changing the direction, then it's no longer a Smash Brothers game. I can't deny that making this title so expansive has made it a tough act to follow. Andy, oh what do you gosh. think about that? This is all so stressful to read. Yeah. Uh, it really, I mean, part of me is like, get, get, get paid. Get paid, Zachariah. Because uh, this kind of reminds me of what happens in... in in sports or even in movies right now with Tom Holland with him being like, you know, I mean, shit, this is probably my last time playing Spider-Man. And a lot, a lot of it is like negotiation tactics. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't I definitely think we will get another Smash Bros title. I think that's crazy to say no. Uh, but it's weird the way this game is kind of being treated uh, differently than any other games in the genre where we know we'll always have a new Street Fighter game. There will always be a new whatever fighting game. But this game was just so crazy ambitious and such an undertaking that I feel like he needs to go off and rest for a solid decade, uh, like maybe in cryostasis <laughs> and he comes back stronger and better than before. Um, it is wild that, yeah, the game was just such an undertaking that how do you follow that up? Well, you make another Smash Bros in a new engine and bring back all the other characters later the way any other fighting game does it, I think. Yeah, I do think it's it's a challenge because of expectation, right? Like Smash Brothers Ultimate being announced as everyone is here makes it a very tough act to follow like he mentions in the in the in the interview and I don't know how you do it honestly. Like I think you could strip back and go, "Okay, cool, we're only including 20 characters to start." But is that what people want? Like, would people just prefer Ultimate be ported over that? I would think, yeah. Like, you know, if that's the case, like, just give me Ultimate again. You know, just put, give me Ultimate Ultimate Edition or something like that um, on the on the next platform and keep giving me that. Because I don't, if you're trying to go for the idealized version of Smash Brothers, I think Ultimate kind of has has done it. And in, the, in a way where you look at Mortal Kombat or Tekken, and when we get new iterations, like Mortal Kombat specifically, they are not shy about getting rid of characters and creating new characters for uh, oh, yeah. for the game right and that that feeds into the mortal kombat narrative and what they do with that and it's easier because we don't have the expectation that mortal kombat's going to have 100 characters included mortal kombat can have a solid 20 and they can get rid of half the characters they can go actually barack is not going to be in this game and we, and we all go oh damn all right cool but who else yeah you, you know and, like the only characters I'm saying the only characters required to be in mortal kombat really are sub-zero and scorpion and that's about it yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it, this game is treated so differently because it's a Nintendo fighting game and it just it has a different level to it. Um, but yeah, I feel the same way whenever, you know, I, I've loosely followed the FGC and whenever there's a the oh, um, we're bringing character X back into Street Fighter. And I go, oh, damn, they weren't there. <laughs> like, it's weird that you're just adding that new character to Street Fighter five now when I've seen that character in all the other Street Fighters. So it's kind of like, oh, damn. All right. 
Um, it's just treated so differently because yeah. it is such a prestigious title. Um, I would say, I would say, start over again, and you can easily build back up hype. Um, Nintendo fans and Nintendo uh, players have shown often that we will buy Nintendo stuff regardless of how bullshit it is. <laughs> so, like, mm. Nintendo making a new Smash Bros. with only eight characters to start, we've seen weirder decisions, let's be honest. And I think, honestly, I think that would be the way to do it. I think you would have to reboot Smash Brothers as something different like keep the the core aspects of smash brothers right keep the gameplay keep the same format that people love don't turn it into like playstation all-stars battle royale where all of a sudden the rules are different don't do that right keep smash bros what smash bros is but find whatever the fresh angle is and find a way to kind of reboot it in a way that the big hook here the big hook isn't that everyone is here the big hook is <clears throat> the like there's a there's a big ambitious people are coming story. back <laughs> or like you know the like it's a new era for nintendo like maybe with the next switch Two or whatever it is it's like cool we're starting from the ground up what defines nintendo right now cool let's get mario and link and the characters that have always defined nintendo but then also it is like um uh like whatever new nintendo games are here at the time and it is this more intimate smash brothers smash brothers experience with whatever let's say the 2025 version of nintendo looks like um I think paring it down would probably be the move and then trying to re-expand it and build up toward the smash ultimate of this new next smash brothers. And I, I also don't just, I, I see it as a complete possibility that they just port ultimate over again. Like you're oh, yeah. mentioning like That'd the, be easy. We, easy we, we know that Nintendo doesn't go for visual fidelity and I don't expect gigantic, massive hardware updates to where it's going to be ray tracing and all that cool stuff, unless we get this rumored Switch AD, uh, HD thing or whatever, Switch 4K thing. But the the idea of porting over Smash, putting it in a newer engine with newer lighting and better textures and all the upgraded stuff that we're sort of used to whenever remasters happen, I see that as a complete possibility. Um, yeah. That game, Smash relaunches Ultimate Mega Edition with five extra fighters. God, oh, I love it. Everybody I would, I would absolutely it. love it. I, would, I mean, I would buy it. Buy it. Yeah. Maybe five extra characters. Who are those characters, Andy? Characters. Oof. Let me tell you, blessing. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you off stream because it's a lot of All secret right, stuff. I know. Yeah. All right, tell me in the post show. Okay. Uh, for now, let's jump in uh, to a, the next news story, which includes a character that's included in Smash Brothers. Uh, story number six: Sonic the Hedgehog 2's movie poster has been revealed. This is Gavin Lane what? at Nintendo Live. Uh, Kevin, I have an image at the top of the article that you can pull up. That is the poster. Following on from recent news that Tails voice actor Colleen O'Shaughnessy will be once again voicing Miles Prower in the in the upcoming Sonic movie, the poster for, for uh, the poster for the sequel has been revealed, and it appropriately references another. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The Game Awards uh, honcho Jeff Keighley also tweeted to not only uh, confirm rumors that Sonic's next game will feature, but also that both Jim Carrey and Ben Schwartz, who play Robotnik and Sonic respectively, will be in, in attendance at Thursday's award event uh, to introduce a world premiere of a trailer. Eat I shit, Spider-Man poster. posters. Eat shit, dude. This poster is so good. Uh, it is very Sonic 2, right? Like Sonic uh, standing on top of a plane being piloted by Tails. And in, in the background, you see Robotnik chasing after him. There's a, a level in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that is literally this. Um, uh, I think it's like Sky Chase Zone or something like that. And I fucking love this. This is bringing back memories already. And I love that they're harkening back to Sonic 2 this way. Do you ever think how... It's weird to me, Blessing, how... Uh, you and I are frequently on TikTok, and I, every once in a while I get a video of Jim Carrey being very existentialist and 
and then I see him on a poster as Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> it just seems it's just kind of like two different sides. I mean, he's uh, he's the per- he's perfectly unhinged. Like, yeah, when he's yeah, being I, when he's being that version of Jim Carrey, it's like, what the fuck is up with this guy? But then he's playing Dr. Yeah, Robotnik, and it's like, yeah, unhinged. This you're you're never quite sure if it's a bit, but he's on a red carpet, being like, none of this matters. We are in a simulation. So, but and I'm just like, damn, Jim Carrey, you're kind of you're, you're being kind of wild right now. But like, I don't disagree with a whole lot of this. And then I see him on a poster as Dr. Robotnik, <laughs> and yeah. it's just it's just kind of weird the idea that he is he's just a villain in a video game, and he was great at it. I liked him a lot in the first one. Yeah, actually, I can't wait for Sonic the Hedgehog too. Um, like, I'm hyped about that. I'm hyped about the idea of a new game, uh, a, the a reveal for the new game because it's been it feels like a while. Even though I think it was earlier this year that we got that original tease of the next Sonic game that mm. is seemingly coming next year. Um, I I really want to know more about that. There are those reports that it is going to be an open world Zelda like game, which is I think the theme of this uh, games daily and. I find it hard to believe that a Sonic game can nail being a Breath of the Wild-like game, but I'm down for the try. I'm down for them to try it out. And apparently it's going to be called Sonic Frontiers. And so I, I have many questions. Um, one of the things I, I... One of my main takeaways from that original trailer that we got earlier in the year is that this seems to be a... It looks stylistically like a new take on Sonic, just from the standpoint of it doesn't look like classic sonic or modern sonic the way we know classic and modern sonic from like generations and forces and all that stuff. It looks like a different kind of sonic and that makes me excited because i don't want them to keep trying to do trying to do the same thing over and over again and failing in the way that sonic forces wasn't great and a lot of sonic games we've gotten recently just haven't been great bixby stop talking to me um did you play that did you play that um you probably are already mentioned the the at the xbox 60 frames for sonic generations yeah yeah uh i I haven't played the 60 frames yet because that was a recent addition. I right. played Sonic Generations on Xbox just like last year just because I wanted to. Um, but actually, I, do, I have been wanting to go back to that because that actually got me really excited because that's the way I want to play Sonic with smooth frames. Um, but like, I, ho- I hope we see something that is kind of the redefining of a Sonic game because those games kind of need it. They kind of really need it. They need it. I've, I've, I've talked off and I just fucking hate the way Sonic feels and it's just all personal preference. But it's uh, it's an IP that I've always sort of just loved, and I really enjoy the characters. Um, but goddamn, I just it just has never really felt great to me, uh, even when it's at it be- at its best. And it's possible that it will never be for me, blessing. But I just really want to be able to be in that world. And I think I think just slow down everything, blessing. Does he need to go that fast? <laughs> I mean, have you have you been playing? You've been playing Solar Ash. I have, yeah. How do you like how that game feels? Because I, I saw somebody perfect. on Twitter mention that this this could be how a Sonic game feels, like if a Sonic open world game feels. And I kind of agree. I think that is kind of what you would want to aim for, where it is, hey, here's smooth momentum, momentum, uh, smooth momentum driven movement that feels something like Jet, something like Jet Set Radio, but also has that boost mechanic when you want to get that quick burst of speed and not automated. I don't. I, I think one thing that I've always disliked about the the 3D Sonic games is. The automa- the automated endless runner feel of you you hit that bumper that launches you up and there's three bad guys and you tap A three times to go boop, 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 and you just go into them. I like that when I am playing Solar Ash, if I want to grind on that rail, I have to manually jump and aim correctly and land on the rail right. uh, as opposed to even like a Ratchet and Clank-like situation where you just tap right and jump yeah. and you land on the next rail. I do sort of like the manual input feeling that Solar Ash offers. Um, 
I totally agree with man. I didn't even thought of that as a that's a great comparison. Um, yeah, make it feel like I have more agency as opposed to just running around and then I hit a wall and suddenly the game is all about momentum. Makes me hit a rock and suddenly I just feel like it's just it's, it's a big challenge because the I, what they go for with Sonic a lot of the time in the 3D platformers is making it like a roller coaster kind of experience, a set piece kind of experience where it is. It's less about that free freedom of freedom of control and more so about what is what is the coolest way we can get you from point A to point B? And then how do we how do we stop you at some points to create challenge with like combat or whatever? And it always just feels jarring when you go from super speed on a rail going through a loop-de-loop and then you run into enemies and it's like cool i gotta jump and take these guys out all right back to back to the boost you know i think and you're you're constantly skidding on the ground like yeah and it just feels so floaty like i don't know i, I think just... that, that worked at a time i think during the ps the um dreams dreamcast uh like ps2 era that worked i i i really liked games like sonic heroes and in the parts of sonic unleashed i really like as well and they kind of did that and I think that stuff worked. I even think like things like Sonic Color Colors works, and then um, well, Sonic Generations I think handled that stuff pretty well. But I think we've had so much of that, and it's gotten to the point of being stale, and it's gotten to the point of it feels like they've ran out of ideas. No pun intended. With I'm Sonic gonna do Forces. the Tim Gettys argument. How do we God of War 2018 Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. Like, how do we do that? How do we God of War 2018 Sonic the Hedgehog? I think you're absolutely right. I would love to see them try it. And so I, I really hope that that's what Sonic Frontiers is, as opposed to Sonic Forces, where Sonic. I don't know if you knew this about Sonic Forces. In the beginning of that game, Sonic gets kidnapped and tortured. And it is oh. maybe, maybe one of the hardest, some of the hardest I've laughed during a video game when they make the, when they have the big reveal of like, oh, where's Sonic been at? And I think Tails or somebody is like, oh man, he's been kidnapped. Oh man, Sonic's being tortured. Oh my God. Like, yeah, dude, it's, it's real. Sonic Just Forces is like. Waterboarded and shit. Dude, Sonic Forces gets in some real shit. I was like, God damn, I was not, <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Dude, Sonic Forces is wild. I can't wait for the release of Sonic Frontiers to see whether or not they got a war 2018. But Andy, <laughs> the release of Sonic Frontiers, or whatever it's called, is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to my drop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. I think the way you do it is you give Sonic a son. And Sonic has to take care of his son throughout the whole game. And he's got PTSD for the torture. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got PTSD. With that and too. his dad wakes him up from like a, a bad dream, like a father. And he's like, oh, get away from me, son. And he like pushes yeah. him away. And yeah. Wow. Halfway through, like he, his son, he needs to go save his son. And so like he's talking to Tails. And Spread Tails his like, wife's ashes across a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Tails is like, you need to go back and get get the thing so he can go save your son and then like sonic has a really emotional scene where he's like making his way back to green hill zone and he like he opens up like a hole <laughs> in the ground and there's like some emeralds in there and he's like all right it's time no, to go his, sonic. Shoes, his shoes that his shoes oh my god his and then shoes. gareth yeah. gareth coker pops off with na, 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 na. oh my god can we make the son a human because uh, the werewolf thing didn't he make yeah, we can make. I mean, yeah. In, two, in Sonic 2006, he made out the human. Anything's possible in the Sonic games. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, no, like anything's mm. possible in the Sonic games. Anything goes. You can make this happen. Out today, we got Wolf Stride for PC and Mac. Twelve. That can't be right. Twelve minutes for PS5, PS4, and Switch. Is that correct? I'm gonna look that up. Maybe that's a different twelve minutes. It, it was only ever out on PC, right? I mean, it was on. It was on on Xbox. I didn't oh. realize it was announced for. No, oh, it looks. Twelve minutes is interactive. 
Yep, it's yeah, out it now a, for PS5 Ge- and PS4 and Switch. How yeah, did I miss this? Pass and PC. Yeah. Holy cow, holy cow. That's pretty cool. Um, Final Fantasy XIV Walker, the expansion is, is out today for PS5, PS4, PC, and Mac. Rune Factory 4 Special is out today for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Heavenly Bodies for PS5, PS4, PC, and Mac. Wait, Ever wait, hold forward. on. Bless you. Who makes this list? Uh, Kotaku. And you copy-paste it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you just didn't see the 12 minutes was on there? Yeah, I, did, I didn't see that 12 minutes. Oh, okay. Because for Sometimes, a while, I was like, does somebody else, like, grab the list from Kotaku's site? <laughs> no, it was one of the ones where, like, I usually Kotaku's on it, and so I just copy and paste it. And then for uh, anything, if I see anything come in my email, then I'll just drop it in the list and add it there, too. One um, day, I'm going to have Kotaku prank you and just put a completely false list <laughs> with just weird titles. Dude, there was a there was a solid week or two period uh, during E3 time where they weren't doing the list because I think Zach, who usually writes the list, was just busy. And me and Greg were struggling all that week for, to figure out the out today. And like at the end of the week, we send him flowers. We're like, Zach, thank you so much for this. Never stop. <laughs> never follow Zach. Never follow take, Zach on Twitter. Never take a day off again. Follow Zach on Twitter. Zach is actually really sweet. He, me and him play GG Online a lot. Um, also out today, we got Everforward for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. White Shadows for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel, Dawn of the Battle Royale for Switch. <laughs> that is a title. The origin. <laughs> no, that's the where origin it all started. Story. Yu-Gi-Oh! Who knows? Uh, Beyond a Steel Sky for Switch. Nine Ball Pocket for Switch. Love 3 for Switch. Space Warlord Oregon Trading Simulator for PC. And then Thunder Tier 1 is out today for PC. We've got an NVIDIA also GeForce Halo. update for you. Oh, yeah, I guess the Halo campaign is out today. <laughs> Zach, what are you doing? <laughs> why, why wasn't that on there? Uh, yeah, Halo campaign is out today on Xbox Series X, S, and PC. Uh, we got an NVIDIA GeForce update for you. Remember that we've partnered with. Oh, NVIDIA they're saying it's yesterday's it. list. That's why. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I guess that I guess that makes sense technically. Whatever. Uh, we partnered with NVIDIA to wait, give you updated on. Hold on. Hold on. Is, out today is out tomorrow or out yesterday? Out yesterday. Coach. Uh, I mean, pretty I much. So. Like, I mean, mo- most of these games unlock 9 p.m. the night before, right? Like. Yeah, really out today. I'm, I'm, like, sorry I'm, already. To I'm sorry. To if you were asleep yesterday, they're they're out for you today, Kevin. Is what we're saying. Out already. Out already. Yeah. Uh, we partnered with Nvidia to keep you updated on all the latest GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games, including God of War on PC. Starting January 14th, GeForce RTX owners can enhance God of War with AI-powered performance, accelerating Nvidia DLSS technology, and the latency optimizing Nvidia Re- Reflex, which makes gameplay even more responsive. Today, Sony Interactive Entertainment and Sena. Santa Monica Studio have unveiled a new PC feature uh, trailer with new footage, and they've shared system requirements so you can get your system ready for God of War on PC. Uh, and then also, if that's not enough, Horizon Zero Dawn, as well as supporting this, these uh, NVIDIA uh, mm-hmm. features. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition receives a performance upgrade today via a patch that's add support for NVIDIA DLSS. With DLSS enabled, Horizon Zero Dawn gets up to a 50% increase in performance. We got one new date for you. Crown Trick Collector's Edition launch has been postponed to December 17th. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash games where you can get your questions read on the show, just like KI700 did, who wrote in not with a question, but with a pretty cool thing. KI writes, hey, Bless and Andy. I'm a moderator over on the Kind of Funny subreddit, and I just want to let you guys and all the best friends know that we are hosting a predictions tournament right now for the Game Awards. Predictions is a cool new feature on Reddit where users are given a hundred or a thousand tokens that they can use to predict who they think will win each category. The more tokens you use on a prediction, the more you'll win if picked correctly, or if you picked correctly. The tournament is open until 4 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday, December 9th, at which time the which at which time the Game Awards coverage will begin, and users 
winners will start to receive their winnings for the correct predictions. Whoever does the best will be crowned the champion and may even get a special flair or other reward on the subreddit. Still working on that. The results leaderboard will also be publicly visible if people want to keep track of who is winning while the game awards take place. To to participate, head over to the Kind of Funny subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash kind of funny or go to r slash kind of funny on the Reddit mobile app. The predictions tournament is the top pinned post, so you can't miss it. I hope to see lots of best friends participating and everyone at Kind of Funny is welcome to play as well. Thanks in advance for taking the time to read this on the show, guys. Hope all is well. KI700. Thank you, KI. Thank you for your work over there on the subreddit. That sounds really cool. Uh, And yeah, everybody go check that out if you want to get involved. Remember, you can go. Sorry about always arguing with the assholes. Sorry, KI. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, KI. Just got to defend my my coworkers. Defend your honor. You appreciate Andy. Thank you for that. Remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube uh, and on podcast services around the globe. Clark writes in and says, not a correction, more of a question. Uh, near the end of the podcast, uh, you say, and I want to check out what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops. Where can I look? Uh, myself and a few friends who listen to the show have never been able to work out what it is you are yeah. actually saying. It just seems like a few moments or a few minutes of nonsense. What even is this section of the show about? Tam- and what are you actually uh, trying to say? Oh, did he do this yesterday? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's the yeah. only one from the seventh. I see. I see. This one just didn't, didn't yeah. get cut. It's like you're a day behind on everything. You notice that? I mean, you know, it is what it is. It, wait, so wait, did I get the wrong out today for, for yeah. Kotaku? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that that's, what happened? I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's so. what happened. Oh, shit. That's my bad, guys. Holy cow, that's weird. That's I don't the know how that happened. you're just realizing that right now. Yeah, because I, I, I was like, I it can't that. always be one day behind. And then we glazed over that, and then I was I felt you know, apologetic. I thought I we just that. moved on. I was just making excuses, bless. I was like, no, you know I thought you were joking. I thought, that's I, thought why I was the like, point... if you were asleep yesterday, that's new to you. I thought the point you were making was that like games unlock like 9 p.m. the day before. I thought that's <laughs> what you're saying. I didn't realize that I grabbed the wrong day. Out today for the December 8th is Halo Infinite Transient, Sam and Max, and Ball okay. Lab. There you go, that everybody. Makes a lot more sense. A lot more sense. <laughs> bless, we told you, and you shat on us, says Nanobiologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Nano. Sometimes they'll be telling me wrong shit, and you know, every time, every time, every now and then, you get it right. And yeah, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. This time I was wrong. All right, this time I was wrong. But I'm not wrong every time. <laughs> Keep that in mind next time. I shit on you. Uh, more for you're wrong. Let's see. Let's see here. Mm-mm. Nice little letter from Joseph Staten on uh, Staten Staten on Twitter. Staten? I say Staten, like Staten Island. What a long journey for Halo. <laughs> Everybody in you're wrong it. is saying today is not yesterday. Thank you for that. You're wrong. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Bless, we were telling you this. You made fun of us. This is my favorite thing to do is to like argue with Nano and Kebab specifically because they're in there all the time. And I feel like yeah. I don't have enough back and forth with them. It's usually them just telling me things. And so <laughs> I, I like to build a nice rapport, a nice back and forth. Uh, that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong tomorrow's hosts for the show are Janet and Tim uh, if you're watching this live on Twitch right now after this is some Halo Infinite with Mike if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash plays. remember this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, so stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, happy December 7th.